Hello, everyone, and welcome back to We Talk Football. I'm Lance Leach. I'm Brian Wagner. Uh, you're currently listening to our podcast, so uh, you should probably go check out our Facebook page and uh, like us, follow us on Twitter. You can also follow us on SoundCloud and uh, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. And YouTube. You should oh, follow us YouTube. on YouTube, That's too, right, we because YouTube. we're going to be switching over to videos here shortly, hopefully. Um, so this is going to be a short one because we do not, we're not going to cover anything for a week in review. Um, I don't have a congratulations. I've got nothing. I don't he, think anything crazy's happened. He doesn't have a congratulations, so we're going to jump right into facts and opinions. <clears throat> um, we're going to do two teams that we feel were winners from free agency and two teams that we feel were losers. So A piece. Yes, each. So uh, I'll start. I think that uh, Jacksonville is definitely a winner. I know they had the most money to spend, but I think they spent it wisely. Um, You look at they went out and got the number one free agent, according to NFL.com, and Malik Jackson as a defensive end. He'll be a great pairing to put uh, on the opposite side of Dante Fowler with Dante Fowler coming back from his injury. No, no playing during his rookie season. Um, It'll be exciting to see that. They added uh, Tashawn Gibson and Prince Amukamara to their defensive backfield, and they did it smart. Tashawn Gibson was one of the top safeties in the in the league two years ago, so they got him at a decent price, having fallen off last year. And uh, Prince Amukamara is injury prone, but when he's on the field, he's a good corner, a solid corner. But they signed him to a one year deal just to prevent themselves from having any, you know. Uh, money put into a guy who may not even see the field he's he's pretty injury prone uh chris ivory they signed to pair with tj yeldon in the in the backfield and i think that was a nice signing and then calvin beecham uh left tackle he uh gives them the freedom to move around their offensive line so i like that signing too and as far as losses go they only lost their center steven wisniewski um they still have a chance to bring him back if they wanted he's out there in free agency but uh, yeah, that, that's the only real loss that they had. I, I like what they did. I think they spent their money wisely, unlike certain other teams. <laughs> Giants. Um, <laughs> 200 mil. Yeah. Jeez, and they came out and said they're not done spending yet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Jacksonville. You? Uh, I, guess we're, I guess we're just doing a one-to-one thing. Yeah, one-to-one. All right. Well, if you started with the uh, number one spending team, I'll go with the second spending team, the, uh, the Oakland Raiders. They re-signed uh, Andre Holmes, uh, wide receiver, and Donald Penn tack- tackle. Excuse me. They brought in Bruce Irving, uh, safety from Seattle, Kalichi Osimile, saying that right, guard from Baltimore, Sean Smith, cornerback from the Kansas City, uh, formerly Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, Brendan Trawick, free safety from Baltimore. Huh? Urban's an outside linebacker. Urban's an inside linebacker. Outside. Outside linebacker. You can't make up your own mind either. Anyways, so these are not the Oakland Raiders we're accustomed to seeing. Um, I know, me personally, I'm excited to see what the Raiders are going to do this season. And I no doubt all the Raider fans out there, Joel Leach, uh, are really, he's probably the only one left. Uh, They're really excited to see what they're going to do this season, probably for the first time in a long time, now that they've cut all the fat from the horrible regime Al Davis ran. uh, They actually have spending money to bring in these free agents, and um, I'm excited for them. They they brought in help. They brought in some uh, protection for Carr, which is going to be huge. They brought in some, uh, some huge help on defense. 
Uh, Max should be able to do what he do what he does and just get after it. And uh, not only have they been getting better, uh, Denver Broncos, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later, have just gotten really bad, which is great news for the Raiders, who were just so close to making the playoffs as a, a wild card last year. Um, that's huge news for them. So, yeah. All right, so uh, my other winner, I have Atlanta. Uh, I mean, they haven't made too many moves, but they signed Derek Shelby, a defensive end from Miami, a young defensive end from Miami. They signed Alex Mack, one of the top centers in the league, away from Cleveland, and they signed Mohamed Sanu. Uh, key losses, Roddy White and Croy Bierman, if that's what you want to consider them. Um, but they didn't really lose much. Roddy White is older. Mohamed Sanu may not have been very productive at Cincinnati, but he's younger, and I would consider that in itself an upgrade over Roddy White, given how far Roddy White fell off over the last couple of years. Well, especially last season. Last season was rough. Um. And then the Derek Shelby signing was great. I mean, they brought back Adrian Claiborne, too, so they have uh, defensive ends. They have defensive ends. They have defensive end depth. Uh, Shelby gives them a player to put opposite of Vic Beasley. It allows them to free up some uh, some positions as far as drafting. You know, uh, And Alex Mack, uh, that's a tremendous signing. Um, gold star right there. I, I I like what Atlanta did. Uh, they went eight and eight last year, which shocked me. I'm sure it shocked most people. After starting five and zero. Oh, well, yeah, but well, I, I mean, who expected well, them to start five and zero? Oh? I mean, look at the the talent that they had and the fact that they made it to eight and eight. It was incredible. Dan Quinn has already started to turn things around there, and they just gave him some more weapons. So I'm I'm pretty excited for Atlanta for next year. I'm gonna say in the AFC West with another winner, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they didn't. They didn't make as big a splash bringing in players from the outside. I think their biggest impact was being able to retain a lot of their players. They managed to re-sign uh, Tom Bahali, uh Jay Howard, Derek Johnson, and Frank Z- Zombo. Zombo. And they managed to uh, put the franchise tag on Eric Berry. Yep, the, the, the franchise one. Eric Berry too. Um, that's that's huge. Uh, their defense is one of the the sole reasons they were able to go on. Their 10-game win streak, I don't think anyone considers their offense to be truly explosive or much of a threat. All they have to do is just not l- turn the ball over, uh, you know, inside their, on their side of the 50. And that defense is going to do it for them. Um, but the same thing I said with the Raiders, too. It's huge for them is Denver just dropped. Uh, the Chiefs, they were one game away from winning the AFC West last year. <laughs> And now with the Broncos being down like they are, there's no reason that you know. Grant, let's see, let's see what they do in the draft. The further help them, uh, there's no reason why they can't take the West this year. All right, so now we'll move into losers. Uh, I, I'll start with Cleveland. <laughs> uh, I mean, God, you know, it's kind of like it's they just—it's like a never-ending just fall they just keep going and when you think that they might be at rock bottom no there isn't a bottom they just keep going uh they they managed to bring in demario davis raheem moore and alvin bailey now alvin bailey is a signing sure but you look at the loss they lost mitchell schwartz so bailey's being brought in to replace one of the top up-and-coming right tackles in the league and that's that's a letdown right there Demario Davis, solid signing an inside linebacker. Raheem Moore for Deshaun Gibson. I would rather have Deshaun Gibson. They lost him. 
Then they also let uh, Travis Benjamin, their top receiver from a year ago, they let him walk. Um, and they let Alex Mack, one of the top centers in the league. They let him leave for Atlanta. Uh, I realized that the contract previous was his option, you know, a player option for him if he wanted to return. But they still could have gone after him out in free agency again. And then, I don't know, it just didn't seem like they put much effort into it. Didn't hear anything about them trying to offer him money. He just was gone. So uh, they drafted Cameron Irving last year. We watched him play at a couple different positions. He wasn't impressive. So they think that that's going to be the replacement for an all-pro like Alex Mack. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. So, yeah, Cleveland, losers again. Let's not forget that. I mean, sure, they cut Johnny Manziel, but <clears throat> who's going to play a quarterback now? Yeah, well, <laughs> they, yeah. haven't, they haven't addressed that. Yeah, I've seen RJ3s coming, but not, no – the draft Contract or anything's that yeah, okay the draft the draft that's their plan they have uh, 22 other positions they need to fill before mm. <laughs> so i guess they might flip coins deciding all right guys what are we going for this round all right so one of my losers like i said afc west denver broncos uh they managed to bring in russell okun uh, tackle from seattle and donald uh stephenson uh, formerly tackle kansas city you say he might go to guard um I think what's really their loss, like what they've lost is they haven't re-signed anyone, which I think is crazy. They've lost uh, C.J. Anderson. They managed to retain him from that's Miami. Right. That's right. I don't know how much of a boost that is. Yeah. But so they've lost David Burton, strong safety, Ryan Harris, tackle, Malik Jackson, like you managed or mentioned earlier, uh, Evan Mathis, guard. They lost their backup court. Not only did they Peyton Manning retire. But they didn't even really try to keep Brock Osweiler. As far as I'm concerned, they didn't even enter contract negotiations really until three or four days before free agency even started. Um, and then they lost Danny Trevathan. Uh, always finding out building a championship team costs a lot of money. And now, as we've seen, they've, they've only been able to re-sign or keep C.J. Anderson. Uh, they have no spending money. They don't have a lot of money to try to keep a lot of these really key pieces here. And so uh, I think out of this whole group, um, like losing their, you know, a couple pieces on defense, I think the defense will still be okay. But losing Brock Eisweiler, who he's invested the last four years to take over after Peyton Manning left, that's going to be huge. Now you're going to go be going in there with uh, scrap for quarterbacks. And we saw what happened uh, earlier last year when Peyton Manning really struggled. They, they struggled to perform, too. This defense doesn't have the ability to keep themselves up like they used to. And uh, that's why the Broncos are one of the biggest losers, I think. Uh, and, you know, Denver is, has been mentioned a lot this offseason as a loser. I think that on the flip side of that, Houston's also a loser. <laughs> All these people and analysts and everybody else want to go out there and say, oh, Houston's the big winner, blah, blah, blah. They got a quarterback. Brock Osweiler played seven games, and you're now paying him 18 mil a year. But he went 5-2 and two in those seven games. He did, or the defense did. Because the only game that I was actually impressed with was his uh, last drive against New England where, when they won. That was it. Other than that, he was subpar, nothing impressive. His stats were blah. Um, he he's not worth 18 mil a year. I don't care that he's a young quarterback. I don't care that you think he can be your franchise quarterback. You're paying him 18 mil, which means that now if he flops, you're out 72 mil. You're out what 50 mil guaranteed. I yep. think is what it was. Yep. 
Uh, and then the Lamar, the Lamar Miller signing. I like Lamar Miller. I do. It's but he's for me and Madden. <laughs> but he's not a back that you're gonna use every single down. He has to have that back that you're gonna come in to replace him with, and they didn't address that either. They didn't go out in the off season and find a back to pair with him. Like uh, Ronnie Hillman, he's sitting out there right now. Could have gone out and gotten him. Haven't seen him make a move. They also brought in Jeff Allen, offensive guard from Kansas City. I like that, but they brought him in because they lost Brandon Brooks, their offensive guard. Uh, it's kind of like a one-for-one swap. And then Arian Foster walked. That I'm okay with. He was older. His contract, injury-prone. Injury prone. Let him go. They lost their center, Ben Jones. He went to Tennessee. That hurts. And then Raheem Moore, they lost him. Safety, I mean, their defensive backfield isn't all that impressive as it is, and you just let him walk. So, uh, I don't know. Houston's a, a loser in my book for the offseason. Now, going back to Osweiler's contract, 18 mil. Broncos were offering 16 mil. Do you think he was worth the 16 mil? I don't think he was worth the 16 mil either. But his better option would have been to stay in Denver because as a young quarterback, going and learning a new system is detrimental to your career. That's why there's team. Look at RG3. All the different offensive coordinators he went through in his career. You think that it would have been differently if he had stuck with the one that was there from the start? I oh, think definitely. it would have. I think his career would have gone way different. But, hey, young quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, money hungry. All right, so I have the Jets on this list. I, also, I put maybe next to him. I'll tell you why maybe here in a sec. They re signed Kellen Davis and. Uh, Bilal Powell, which I think they should have kept. Ivory, that's just me personally. Ivory's a little older, but you know, whatever. I might be biased there. They brought in Matt Forte, which I like. Uh, Jarvis Jenkins on end. Uh, Steve McLendon, uh, nose tackle. And then they brought in uh, Kyrie Robinson, which I know for sure is going to help them a lot. He's going to fill that uh, Ivory role really well. They lost Antonio Allen, Demario Davis, Damon Harrison, which I think was you know, a little bigger one. Chris Ivory and uh, Jeremy Curley. Now, I put they may be losers here. So I put they not yet, yet, re-signed uh, Fitzpatrick. You know, we like to call Fitz, Fitz money, Fitz magic, you know, etc., etc. Everything that they've lost... They've either brought in someone to directly replace that person, or they have someone waiting in the wings. If they lose Fitzpatrick, they have no one to fill his void. Geno Smith cannot, will not, should not, nor shall ever be a starter You know, in this league. I just don't think he has that capability. He's been given the keys five years now or something, three, four, however long he's been in the league. This is the first year he's not an actual starter or last year was the first year it wasn't an actual starter. And uh, look how well they did. Look how well the Jets did. They uh, were a game away from making the playoffs for the first time in a few years. Uh, the offense was fun to watch, you know, for good highlight reels, not, you know, butt fumbles and stuff, such <laughs> like that. Uh, if they lose Fitzpatrick, they're going to be dumb. It's so dumb if they lose Fitzpatrick. Uh, I think he's asking 18 mil. I think that's a little high for a quarterback of his typing. He's kind of a journeyman. And for how old he is, um, the Jets want to pay him, I think, what was it, like 7 mil or something? Uh, yeah, 7 mil, I think. Something like that. They need, to, they need to find a way to make it work. Make, make a lot of uh, incentives <clears throat> for him. Do something. 
they need to bring in Fitzpatrick. If they don't, I think they'll be one of the one of the bigger, not biggest, but bigger losers in uh, in free agency this year. I think with Fitzpatrick, they give the Patriots a run for their money. Without Fitzpatrick, they're sitting at the towards the bottom of their division. I still think Miami is the bottom of that division for this upcoming. Well, like year, I but... said last, I think we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see if maybe now if the defense can click in Miami, then yes, the Jets will be at the bottom if they don't bring back Fitzpatrick. All right, so uh, that's it for facts and opinions. We're going to move into Q&A, and then we'll be done. Told you, short podcast this week. Short and sweet. All right, uh, Q&A. Out of all the moves made in free agency, which one was your favorite? Uh, I liked – it's hard for me to pick, you know, one, but I essentially liked all the picks that the Jaguars made. The Jags, you know, for the longest time, they were the laughing stock of the league. Oh, the Jags are on. That's second bye week. I think, personally, they made all the right moves this year. Um, they yeah, they did everything right. They did everything they should. They didn't bring in any fluff. They didn't bring in something they didn't need to bring in. They brought in needs. So, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do in the draft now. But I liked mostly the, the Malik uh, Jackson signing, I think, is my favorite. Uh, I I'm gonna stick with Jacksonville too, but I like Kelvin Benjamin. I think or Beecham, sorry, Kelvin Beecham, <laughs> receiver, yeah, left tackle. That is, there's Close. a difference. Uh, Kelvin Beecham, left tackle. Uh, I think that with him healthy, he did mess up his knee last year, but he should be good to go by the start of the season. With him healthy, he'll be able to play left, which will strengthen that side, which they've needed because Luke Jokel has not turned out how they thought he was going to. He'll be able to move over to right side where he may be better fit suited to play. He played both sides in college. I think he was a better right tackle in college. Uh, so right tackle, and then it'll allow them to move their right tackle inside to guard, maybe move a guard to center, and you don't need to go out and get Wisniewski back or find somebody else. You know, It'll allow them to shift things around without maybe having to make some huge move or uh, or maybe a trade in the draft to try and fill something. I think this is a, that was their best move. And my favorite signing. All right, so I'm going to go on the flip side of all the free agency moves. Which was your least favorite? I think I know what you're going to say. I already already listed it. Brock Osweiler. All right, something other. Let's do other than Brock Osweiler. (laughs) Um, gosh, uh, and I don't know. Uh, I think the Giants as a whole. Uh, they should have. I would have put them on my list too, but. They they made moves, yeah. They spent like two hundred and forty mil on four players and Damon Harrison, like I already said, I like Damon Harrison. I don't think he's a fit for their system. Stupid move. Uh Olivier Vernon. We'll see how that works out. But on the other side of that, Jason Pierre Paul, you paying you're paying a guy eight mil guaranteed, ten mil if you know, throughout the Sorry, entire season for one year. And he was an idiot. He went out and blew off his hand. Now you're telling kids, hey, go do whatever you want, but if you have the talent, we're going to pay you millions of dollars just to keep you around. I think that was a stupid move. Uh, I didn't like that one at all. Uh, Bringing him back at one mil, that would have been all right with me. Prove it. Prove that you can actually do it with your your hand the way it is. Because playing defensive line, your hands are incredibly important for getting off of blocks and wrapping people up. So, yeah, stupid move on that one. I like Janoris Jenkins. We'll see how it ends up panning out, though, with uh, his comment about, you know, not quitting at the end of games kind of raised some eyebrows. Uh, so, yeah, I, the Giants as a whole this offseason. And the fact that they're saying they're not done spending money. Yeah, who, who else is there to spend on? A little worrisome. Uh, I guess for me, I would 
I can't really say it yet because it fits magic. Yeah. Gonna sign yet. So I'm going to go elsewhere. I'm going to go to my team, the Saints, bringing in Kobe Fleener, a tight end. I can't recall tight end being that high on the list of priorities, and yet we went out and gave him a six-year, ridiculous $35 million contract or something. Something just ridiculous. Something we could have gone out and maybe gotten to Norris Jenkins or you know, someone on the line or linebacker. Well, we did get a linebacker. Not I, cutting Brandon Brown or two. That was a stupid yeah, that move. Was, that was my, yeah, that was the <laughs> stupidest move. But bringing in, bringing in wise, I think we've only really brought, oh, we got James Laurinaitis, a nice veteran pre, uh, no, presence, but he's on the down. He's on the downside. And we need someone that's going to be here for a few years uh, that can lead the defense. Uh, I think that's really what they're missing is uh, at this point, you know, we've got all these young guys. There's no one to lead them. There's no veteran on that side, much like uh, Jonathan Vilma was for them uh, on their Super Bowl run and all that. So I think bringing in Fleener, yeah, we lost Ben Watson. Josh Hill was in the uh, in the shoot ready to go. You know, two seasons ago, Sean Payton was saying he's a Jimmy Graham type. Uh, he's just been playing in a shadow this year. Everyone was saying he's going to break out the last season. And then Ben Watson did, and Josh Hill got, I think, 16 catches. Yeah. Something, something ridiculous, but we didn't. The tight end wasn't that big of a need. It just wasn't. And then on the flip side of that, uh, Kobe Fleener's uh, mate over there in the Col- with the Colts, uh, Dwayne Allen, he got paid like 35 mil, mm-hmm. and he caught like 16 passes last year. I mean, why are why are the Colts going to go out and pay somebody 35 mil when they when you don't use them? Let them go somewhere else. Find somebody else draft somebody you don't use your tight ends obviously neither one of them broke out when they were both expected to from the start of their careers so that was another stupid move too okay next question if you were in charge of a team that could use help at every position similar to last or two weeks ago with that question all right so Cleveland, uh, <laughs> essentially and you were drafting number one overall who would be your target so are we talking so we just need we just need needs everywhere. Yeah. Uh, we'll take quarterback out of the equation because I think for most people that would be yeah, the that target. Would, that would be a big one. Um, I think this is a toughie. Let me, let me think to how I drafted Madden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, wow, this is tough. You know, give me a, give me a good inside linebacker. Give me that guy who can take all the signals, you know, that has that strong leadership, that knack for knowing where the ball is going to be, someone who can rally the troops, essentially. So, Miles Jack? Some, yeah. I mean, you've got, so we're taking quarterback out, so you've got your leader on the offense. You need your leader on the defense, too. You need to start with the leadership and then build down that mesh as well with them. Uh, normally, I would say left tackle, you know, Laramie Tunzel, but I think in this draft, it would be Jalen Ramsey for me. He is that kind of a guy. He's a Tyron Matthew type player, you know, safety, cornerback, linebacker on nickel situations. Yeah. You can move him all over the field. He's super talented. Then um, he could be that leader for the defense. So I would have to go with Jalen Ramsey personally. Um, all right. My final question, kind of getting away from all like free agency and stuff like that. News came down that the LA Rams going to be the first, uh, one of the first teams to play in China in 2018. And they're going to be the home team. Uh, my question, I guess, is: Do we think 
Or do you think that the NFL, much like we're doing with London now, like kind of it started off one game a year, two went to two, now we're at three, I think next year's four or something. Uh, do you think China is going to play similar to much like London? Unfortunately, yes, I think it will. Um, I know that they're trying to get a game down in Mexico. I know that they're trying to get a game over in Germany. Um, and to me, it's stupid. I understand the expansion, try to make it a world sport, blah, blah, blah. Why? It's an American sport. We love this sport. Why are you trying to send it overseas to where fans of those teams now have to fly out of the out of the U.S. to another country to go watch their team play? Why are you doing this? We're the Season ones who love it. lose a home game. Yeah, we're the ones who love it. Um, I don't know. I think it's stupid, but yeah, they probably will keep it going because it's going to make the NFL money. I think I think it's easy for the NFL to get into London. They're not as far. I think going to China, however, that's going to prove to be a logistical nightmare across the board. Just going to China in general and coming back from China to the U.S. is... You know, you've got customs to worry about bringing all your crap out there. Sleep. So, yeah, the sleep this big thing. Are you going to expect an East Coast team to literally fly on the other side of the world and play? You know, I think they, what, leave two days or so, a day before the game is supposed to be? Maybe they're going to dig straight through the earth, you know? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> or th- are they going to lose their bye week, you know, flying out to China to get accustomed to that time zone? And then are you going to give them a second bye week to come back and get reacclimated? I-, I think the China thing... Cool. You know, if anything, give them an exhibition game, much like they did in Mexico. You know, in the early 2000s, there was an exhibition game, not even during close to the regular season. You know, if you want to put feelers out to see how the public kind of uh, you know accepts it, put an exhibition game out. Don't throw a game out there that's like, you know, that's got serious implications. You know, it's going to screw with everything. Yeah, I don't like it at all. Okay, so that should uh, pretty much wrap it up. Like I said earlier, we're going to try to move this to videos, so you may want to go like us on Facebook and keep an eye out for our posts. Not only are we going to be moving the videos out, but we're still going to take the audio extracts just to throw them on iTunes and stuff too. That way, you know, if you want to listen to your in the car or whatever you might not be able to get the whole presentation but you'll still hear the words that are coming out of our mouth uh, that and if you don't want to look at us with, with, that that'll know, help I, too I, I <laughs> <watch the video. laughs> uh all right so yeah thanks for tuning in